Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Hi, y'all, and welcome to episode number five of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by a subscriber who wrote in and asked, what effect does diet have on inflammation? So this is one of our favorite topics. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So research definitely lets us know that there are foods that can increase inflammation in the body. So her question is spot on in wanting to know you know, how does your diet affect inflammation? But let's start the episode off with explaining what inflammation is and why you should even be concerned about it. It's kind of like the saying goes, you are what you eat. And the foods that we do eat have a lot to do with the inflammation in our body. And I know you're going to talk about this in just a minute, but we have that acute inflammation or we have that chronic inflammation. And it's that chronic inflammation that we're trying to reverse those effects of. Right. Yeah. So the acute inflammation can actually be a good thing. That's like if you cut your hand on something and it kind of gets reddish and inflamed, that's your body sending out those messages, those things that we need in order to heal that cut. So inflammation in that regards is a good thing. Like you said, we're more concerned with chronic inflammation. And the reason that we're concerned with this is that research shows us that When we have chronic inflammation, it puts us at a higher risk for certain medical conditions. So, you know, in my group, I work specifically with women that are trying to find their healthy weight and with depression and anxiety. And research has shown that increased inflammation can be associated with obesity, heart disease, depression, anxiety, diabetes, certain cancers, and a host of other conditions, you know, that we want to try to avoid. So that's why we need to be educated on the types of foods that we eat that can cause increased inflammation. Yeah. And this kind of hit personal to me about a year and a half ago, I suffered actually for about 10 years with chronic migraines and I was taking three medications a day, exercising, and then they were wanting to start a fourth medication And finally, I'm like, something has to change. And being a dietitian, I kind of felt like I ate pretty healthy. However, once I started diving into more of those foods that can cause that inflammation, 
for me, resulting in chronic migraines, it made a huge difference. I was able to get off all my medications. You know, I still do suffer a little bit with um, the occasional migraine. However, but me changing my diet, I was able to reverse that effect of that chronic inflammation that I was personally experiencing. Yeah, I remember when you were going through that. That was real interesting to watch. So I want to preface this with saying that when we go through these eight foods that can cause inflammation, that is not saying that you should never eat those or that, that you should totally eliminate those because I personally enjoy you know some of these foods, but we're just wanting you to be aware of that these can cause it and to be sure that you're enjoying these in moderation. So the first one is high fructose corn syrup. So you know, take a minute and look at your labels. We're going to give you some of these terms. And, you know, before you buy something, just flip that box around and look at the label and see. But if you see high fructose corn syrup, just know that that is a food that has been linked to causing inflammation in the body. Another one is, is artificial trans fats. And these fats are made by adding a hydrogen to an unsaturated fat. So when you're looking at a food label, these are typically going to be listed as partially hydrogenated oils. And you do want to try to avoid those. In fact, trans fats are being eliminated. Manufacturers are not even supposed to be using those anymore because so much research proved how harmful they are. You can also see this on the new food labels. You know, it'll have like total fat up there, then break it down, and then it'll even have trans fat. So that is one thing I do always encourage my clients is to try to, if you can avoid trans fats, that's the one food that I say you do not need any of. And of course, we talked about this in the last episode on why are you so tired, but refined carbohydrates can also cause inflammation. So these are things typically found in like regular breads, cookies, cakes, sodas, pastries, that type of thing. So anything highly processed, overly greasy or super sweet isn't really a good choice for us. Like you said, we can have some of those foods, have them in moderation, but not have those foods every time we sit down to eat a snack or eat a meal. Those are some of the things that are going to cause that chronic inflammation. Right. Um, Another thing is excessive alcohol intake. We can check inflammation in the body by a, a marker called CRP or C-reactive protein. And if this is elevated, that's a sign you can have that done by a blood draw that you're having increased inflammation. And excessive alcohol intake has been shown to increase our CRP levels. And it's actually a direct correlation. The more that you drink, the higher the CRP levels typically are in people. It can also lead to leaky gut and you can derive widespread inflammation just from that alone. So this is not to say that you can never enjoy a drink, but just realize that excessive alcohol intake can lead to inflammation in the body. The other one is omega-6 fatty acids. These are essential fatty acids that the body has to have, but they need to be in balance with the omega-3 fatty acids. So sources of omega-6 fatty acids are like corn oil, sunflower, grapeseed, peanut and vegetable oils, and it's found in some dressings and mayonnaise. So again, it's not that you have to avoid these, but you want to be sure. And we'll talk about omega-3s when we talk about the foods that can actually help by inflammation. 
So another one that can cause inflammation is processed meats. So these are like lunch meats, pepperoni, hot dogs, salami, things like that. And then these last two are, these are if you are sensitive to them or if you have an intolerance. And sometimes you don't know until you eliminate these and notice if you see any decreased signs of inflammation in the body. So gluten and dairy. And again, like I said, there's no reason to eliminate these unless you are sensitive to them or allergic. If you have celiac disease, you absolutely have to avoid gluten. If you take in any gluten when you have celiac disease, that can wreck your body. Your your immune system doesn't handle that. And so it can lead to the inflammation on that part. And there's been a trend recently over the last couple of years about gluten-free, gluten-free, gluten-free. And I always tell my clients that as Americans, you know, us consuming the standard American diet, we overeat on gluten type foods. So there's nothing wrong with cutting back on those gluten foods. But Mm -hmm. if you're not gluten intolerant, or have celiac disease, you don't need to totally eliminate those from your diet, because we do need some of those foods. And that standard American diet, it's a pro inflammatory diet. And like you talked about earlier, it can increase those several disease processes, In our last episode, we talked about feeling more tired. That too can be affected by what we eat. Exactly. Yeah. So now that you have those lists, let's talk about some things that you actually can incorporate into your diet because we don't want to focus on just the things we shouldn't have. But what are some things, Mandy, that they can eat that are anti-inflammatory that they can enjoy? So some simple steps for an anti-inflammatory eating. Number one can be eat more plants. Uh, whether that's plant protein or just eating more fresh fruits and vegetables. I always tell my clients eating a rainbow of foods, like when you're sitting down and you're thinking about what am I going to cook tonight for dinner? How colorful is your plate going to be? It also be those whole grains, the legumes. Um, those are always a good way to start by incorporating more plants. Next is focus on those antioxidants. They help prevent, delay, or repair some types of cell and tissue damage. They're found in colorful fruits and vegetables, as we just touched on, like berries, leafy greens, beets, and avocados. Avocado is my favorite. I just had one for lunch today. (laughs) As well as those beans, um, those whole grains, those lentils, turmeric, uh, which is a spice you can use, and even green tea. Mm -hmm. Next is get your omega-3s. Those fatty acids play such um, an important role in regulating our body's inflammatory process, and they can help also regulate pain related to inflammation. So that's another thing that we haven't touched on is if you have chronic pain, how that inflammation can be affecting your daily life. And just by making some simple changes of your diet, um, by increasing fish like salmon, tuna, things um, like walnuts, pecans, ground flax seed, soy. You know, I know we've talked about it before, but I, I make these fruit smoothies in the morning and I put flax seed in mine. So that's one way that I can help increase my intake of those omega 3s. We can eat less red meat. And this is a hard topic for us here in Texas, especially since my husband is 
a farmer. However, he too has seen personally how um, cutting back on that red meat really helps him feel more energetic. It helps me feel more energetic. You have less joint pain and things like that. But be realistic when it comes to this goal. Don't just say, I'm going to cut out all meat unless if you're vegetarian or something like that. You know, maybe try substituting your lunchtime beef with fish or some nuts, soy-based protein a few times a week. The following are some nutrients and antioxidant activities and the foods in which they are found in. Like vitamin C, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cantaloupe, cauliflower, grapefruits, those leafy greens, honeydew, kale, kiweed, lemon, and the list can go on, sweet potatoes, tomatoes. And if you're thinking about it, those are all such colorful foods. Vitamin E, which can be found in almonds, avocados, leafy greens, again, peanuts, red peppers, spinach, sunflower seeds. That beta carotene can be found in apricots, asparagus, beets, broccoli, cantaloupe. You know, again, a lot of these foods we keep repeating, but they have such great nutrients that can help that inflammation in our body. We're coming into to the fall season. So pumpkin, winter squash, those all have that beta carotene, those, those bright colors. Zinc, which can be found in beef, poultry, oysters, shrimp, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, lentils, cashews, and even some fortified cereals. There's a lot of different ways that we can help that inflammation in our bodies just by watching what we eat. And again, I go back to what I tell my clients, eat the rainbow, Mm -hmm. anything that has color, focus on eating that. I also talk to my clients about, you know, what Mediterranean diet is, and we don't even have to get hung up on what a Mediterranean diet is. However, those are those foods that focus on eating from the rainbow, eating those nuts, eating the fish, you know, those things with those omega-3 fatty acids in them. Yeah. And the reason that we encourage this intake of the rainbow and these anti-inflammatory eatings is they're full of the antioxidants. And these are molecules that fight free radicals in your body. And free radicals are compounds that can cause harm, that can cause inflammation when their levels become too high. And that's what's linked to you know, the diseases that we talked about. So you want to be sure that you're eating enough of these foods that have the antioxidants so they can be going in and killing off those free radicals so we can lessen the inflammation and the risk for the for the other diseases. You can also go to our website, thefitnessnutritionist.com. And on there, there's a box where you can sign up to receive a free three-day anti-inflammatory meal plan. It has the meal plan on there and then all the recipes that you need and the grocery shopping list. That'll give you a great idea of how to eat to help reduce inflammation. So we hope you found today's episode informative and helped you understand a little bit more how your diet can directly affect inflammation in the body, the foods that can cause inflammation and the foods that you can eat that can actually help decrease your inflammation. And then you can also join our private Facebook group at the Fitness Nutritionist Corner where we give helpful tips in there about inflammation as I know that this is a big topic. 
So we want to be sure that you're getting the right information and knowing how to eat in order to help you live your healthiest and happiest life. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.